This is Underground Howdy. I'm your guest host tonight. This is Buckshot George uh, filling in for Rob Lyon for the Undergroundopolis uh, podcast presents The Ruckus with Kenny Moon and Ground Control tonight with opener Dave Wilson. Who's that guy? <laughs> uh, we got a plane going overhead. All right, let's let the plane pass. Planes. <laughs> Daddy PS. So, yeah, yeah. Are you worked for UPS, didn't you? No. Uh, no, you didn't. You worked for one of those shipping companies. One of, them. One, one of them. One of them, you're not going to. One of the four. I'm, one of the I'm not allowed to speak about them. Oh, okay. One of those things. What do they <laughs> call least, it? At uh, least for a few more months, I the, think. Uh, disparaging uh, something. <laughs> uh, anyway, we're going to talk about your music today. We're shaking a little bit here. Um, yeah, so this is Dave Wilson. Dave Wilson, I met when he was in the band Power Glide. Over at the Air Devil Inn, um, is Power Glide still going? Uh, not as Power Glide. Uh, they are still improving it out like crazy uh, as Rhino Dine. Uh, not sure if they're looking to play out anytime soon, but they are definitely starting to put a whole bunch of stuff out online, uh, like on uh, Reverb Nation, that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, they're they are amazing. They really are. Those, those guys, Andy, Paul, Mike, and Steve, are just. Uh, uh, that was a cool project. Just get to, got to walk in and sing over top of guys. It's yeah. pretty cool. So it was uh, yeah, interesting story how we met. Um, I had left a microphone, I guess, behind <laughs> at a gig, and Dave stole it. <laughs> and I had to go over his house and pick it up. That's that was my introduction to Dave, and uh, he's a real kindred spirit. So it's uh, definitely an honor to have Dave here tonight. But so you're a solo artist now, and uh, you know, as we know, you're you're home recording. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you've got a new song you're going to debut tonight. Uh, yeah. Uh, I uh, I got a call from a friend and uh, 
she we've been in bands together and she's starting a project and she was like Dave would you write me a couple songs and would you write with me she had some subject matter and uh, uh, the first one that kind of fell out I'm gonna try it out tonight I'm gonna, I'm gonna try it out it's called daybreak and uh, uh, and really I mean a lot of these are new a lot of these will be a lot of them uh, I think you had another one you posted called gold I, I posted gold yeah, yeah like gold. A, a big overproduced uh, a lot of fun overproducing a song if you've ever done it uh, you know, and if you've never done it, you should. Uh, just because, like, when you can do, you know, a few hundred tracks if you needed to, and you kind of want to, you kind of get to do that. But, uh, but now, a goal that I put out there a little bit is uh, is a version that was really uh, all me late at night in Garage Band, except for the big soaring leads, and that is my uh, my man Mike Linehan, uh, who was in basically every band I've been in. Basically, has been Mike and I, and. Uh, he is uh, in a great uh, jam uh, cover band called Sonic Vimana. Uh, definitely look out for those guys. Oh, very cool. So you know, speaking of your past band, you talk a lot about this Bali Shag. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, what what years did the, those guys run and where are they from and all that? What's the basic ba information? Bali Shag was uh, a Lexington uh, band uh, from like 90, I guess 90, maybe 94 to about 98, 99. Uh, and uh, it was just a pure 90s jam band. It was uh, at that time when uh, leftover salmon could be caught playing at a bar in Lexington still and things like that. So everything, Fish was uh, like on their only fourth album or something like that. And oh, wow. So it was really that kind of, really, I mean, jam was really popping and uh, uh, yeah, Bali Shag, uh, we, had a, we had a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun writing a lot of music for that kind of band, too. It was, uh, you know, you, it, at times you got to remember, like, okay, I've got a keyboard guy that needs a solo, and i got a guitar guy that needs a solo, and we need a drum break, and uh, if we could work in a drum circle at some point, that'd be good, too. Uh, which, which lends itself to having a lot of fun for the first time being solo and just writing. That The only thing i got to please is me. Uh, and how I want to play it, and uh, and it might get banded out. These songs might get banded out at some point, but uh, right now I'm just looking forward to to uh, start putting them all down as just a simple acoustic recording. And um, it's really about the stories, I think. Really, that's kind of what I am. More of a storyteller is anything. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So you were talking about jam bands and uh, the way. Uh, the way you approach it musically, uh, some of the bands don't don't do it in the same way you do. You remember we were we were discussing that. I don't know if I'm confusing with that question, but uh, uh, well, I mean, uh, it, well, there's there's listening for sure. Yeah. And tonight we're going to hear a lot of listening. That uh, they do a lot of improvisation, came uh, in ground control. So we're gonna you you'll have a fun time watching them listen to each other and watching them see each other and and. Uh, um, so yeah, I mean, with, with jam bands, you you, I, mean, I don't want to say formulaic, but most, that's what you were saying. Most some, music some is, are not as good as others, and uh, yeah, 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 some some the songs aren't always there. They're ditties that just get you to the to the solos. And uh, I always like to think that Bali Shag and and even uh, recently uh, uh, Dave Wilson and Risky Shift here on Louisville that that it was more there was a substance to it and we were going to jam you and we were going to play a bunch of lead and we were going to like you know 15 minute solo if that's what's happening that you know but it would come back out to something that actually did mean a lot, a lot of things and uh 
uh, in that early, when Bali Shad was around in particular, there was a lot of nothingness, uh, and and that was fine. I mean, I but that's just I can't write nothing. Uh, I I think I, I tend to have too many deep stories I want to tell. <laughs> <laughs> so you you've got more of a storytelling style with your songwriting these days. Um, uh, no, I don't think I don't think my my lyric style has changed at all from the past you know forty years. Uh, it's just that I'm kind of. I think you can hear them better now. Yeah. You can hear the story now, and you can you can take plane trips <laughs> if you need to. We're 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 at the airport Holiday Inn. <laughs> well, no Rob Lyon would be interview would be complete without this question. If you could open for any artist, who would it be? Wow! If I could open for any artist, who would it be? Uh, Stephen Wilson. Stephen Wilson. Stephen Wilson uh, is the uh, the kind of the front person that came out of a band Porcupine Tree, kind of a heavy prog band all through the 2000s, and uh, uh, he's just somebody who writes so much. Uh, and there's things. I mean, he did an album that was like like wrote my divorce once, and it's like, how did he do that? Every song was like an odd like, are you in my get out of my head? You know, even. Uh, and, and just somebody like that, somebody like that. I, I would invite people to go check out Stephen Wilson now. <laughs> okay. And another question Rob likes to ask, do you have any good jokes for us? Any good uh, jokes? Yeah, and you don't have to be clean. Oh, okay. I don't think there's any children around. Well, so. uh, you know, <laughs> when it's delivered joke time, I, there's one that I always go to. And, and it was when the, the judge told Mickey Mouse, I can't grant your divorce because Minnie Mouse is crazy. And he said... <laughs> She ain't crazy. I said she was fucking goofy. <laughs>
First thing I popped in a couple songs and I always feel like I'm insulting people. Hey, your band reminds me of so-and-so, but first thing I thought was Captain Beyond. And they seem like genuinely flattered by that. So what, what do you, uh, what, what would you call that kind of music? Is that like, that's like just, is it psychedelic hard rock, stoner rock? What do they call it these days? Like we, we just we just had this conversation the other night. Oh it's, yeah, it's we, it's a conversation we have all, often. Yeah. Like psychedelic hard rock, I think. Psychedelic hard rock, kind of alternative yeah. indie, or I don't know. I, t yeah. I tell you what I love most about what I heard is like the uh, the really old school reverb on the vocals and uh, on the, the way that it was recorded and, oh, yeah. and uh, the bass tone. Is that an ampeg? Uh, so it's actually uh, like a bass preamp. It's a twelve x seven driven. I just preamp. I don't use any cabs or anything. Oh Everything. man, it sounds good. Yeah, yeah. On the uh, so you got you got two new. Or I don't know how. I didn't catch a year on them. You've got two singles out. Mm -hmm. That was all I saw on on uh, iTunes. And what, in what, the last year. In the last year. Yeah, yeah. they were about a year apart. Actually, almost exactly by the day. Actually. So you've got two singles out. What were the titles on those? Uh, you're older and love you all the time. You're older is spelled Y E R if you're looking that up. Y E you're older. Yeah. What, what's what's that about? You don't even look old. <laughs> that, the song? Yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of just like describing what life is like in a lot of ways. You know, just the the patterns that you can't avoid. You know, yeah. the, the sun coming up and, and going down and. Know, just experiencing it and being affected by it. the old age, you know, the age of, of your life affecting you. Oh, and uh, and I, I should have done this right up front. I want to get everybody's names. This is Kenny Moon on the left uh, with the chest tattoo there and the turquoise amulet. And uh, uh, I'm Coco is. Co Coco Hayes? Coco is. Coco is, okay. And uh, uh, Shane. Shane. Oh. And what, what it's, your bass, obviously, uh, Coco's a bass, and then drums. Shane is drums. And uh, very cool. Um, so, um, trying to think of a good question to ask here. Let me, what would what would Rob ask right now? Give me a raunchy <laughs> I'm joke. I'm afraid of that. <laughs> Give me a raunchy joke. Then the rest of his questions are boring. That, that's right, Rob. Uh, I, I should have had a joke at this point. I think I looked up jokes last week, actually, because I was was asked the same question. He puts you on the spot. That's what, you know. What's the difference between jam and jelly? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we all know the answer. We don't need to <laughs> That one just stays right here at all times. That's great. <laughs> What's up? We got Ed Schmidt walking behind us over here. Ed Schmidt. Promoter extraordinaire. Ed Schmidt. We're doing an interview with Kenny Moon for Rob right now. So, oh, awesome. Yeah. Rob, yeah, I'm... I'm guest hosting here so uh yeah so give me a rundown this is rob's boring who are your influences question we'll do that one uh i think like right at, right now at this time um uh, we're really heavily influenced by king crimson as a band um, which era uh all of it honestly all of it the 80s is really cool the early 80s stuff like uh in this plan and that kind of thing but uh just all really yeah we've been kind of exploring that and uh, really right now we're in a weird spot as a band we just kind of took a little bit of a break from shows and we're getting back into like a little more progressive stuff we're trying to uh, approach that a little bit heavier um, so definitely King Crimson um, King Crimson I don't know uh, Jack White in my early years like as a guitar player specifically like he's probably my biggest influence as a single person yeah um, but yeah you know it changes all the time 
Yeah, I, I, I'm heavily influenced by like, lately I've, King Crimson is big, but uh, a lot of jazz, progressive jazz, stuff like that. That's where my drumming has been kind of going. Uh, Simon Phillips, one of my favorite drummers. Oh, Bill, wow. Bill Bruford's great. I mean, and then always the dead for me, always. <laughs> uh, I've honestly been listening to a lot of professionals. Like recently, like Aaron uh, Spears, also Latin and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah we're all three. Elise and Tom, yeah. and yeah. Uh, George Ventura is like a huge, like influence generally. Yeah, okay. um, Frank Zappa for me personally, I always Definitely. dig into that kind of thing. Do you think he would have been more respected as a guitar player today if he hadn't gone the comedy music route? Yeah, he's come to me like that. I don't, so I don't necessarily view yeah, Frank Zappa anyway. as like comedy music. Yeah, it's in so much as it's like in spite of how serious people take most music anyway you know it's not yeah. it's like there's a lot of really really interesting and like well thought out content that yeah. is just like they just he displays it in like a really in sometimes a kind of funny way but like uh, you think about songs like um I have Uncle Remus yeah. you know Uncle Remus is such a heavy song and it's yeah. like it's funny because he's his voice is funny I guess but like the content is actually really like emotionally heavy, uh, he just you know comes across in a different way, and like he got laughed out of orchestra and stuff for that same reason that people thought he was too like doing uh, things that were too silly or too this or too that, and uh, you know that's I think a, that his music is a response to that, just like that's a, one of the same uh, criticisms people give Fish, and you know, so I, Fish is like one of my. Yeah, it was one of my like it's, favorite bands. It's a very it's actually, polar polarizing band, but there's they're undeniably amazing musicians. I put I, I, Zappa, love, I love Fish. I, I put Frank yeah. Zappa top five guitar players for sure, just because how unique his voice is, and not only that, like when he shredded blues and shit, like one well, of the guys you played with, like George Duke. Oh my god! You know, oh, and like, the tur the guys from the Turtles, uh, Flo and Eddie, or what was their names? Mark uh, Bowman and. Uh, Howard Kalen, I think. Yeah. yeah the, the Turtles backup singers. You've seen their movie, uh, 200 Motels? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I thought that was really cool because he didn't make that movie about himself. He made it about his band. Yeah. I don't know. I love that one. I watched that one on VHS tape a long time ago. Go back and right. It's kind of expository of, like, the way that he thought. You know? Yeah. It's like, it was, even, even though he was a very, like, opinionated and kind of hard person, from what I understand, uh, it kind of, like... That, like those kinds of pieces of content exposed that it was for everybody else. Yeah. Like it was always for everybody else, you know. If you ever seen him go up against the PMRC in the 80s, uh, yeah. that was, uh, you remember that? I don't, yeah. You guys may not be old enough to remember oh, no. that. Uh, we, so we, I, don't, I wasn't alive then. Yeah, the Parents Music Airs. Resource Center or something. Yeah. It was Al Gore's wife, Tipper. Right. Yeah. And, uh, Steven Snyder had a lot to do with that too. D. Snyder. D. Snyder. From yeah, Twisted yeah. Sister. Um, what was the other thing Zappa was on? The Crosshairs, where they it was like a socio-political show, like just like some kind of uh, commentary, like people would debate, it was two sides, I don't know if you're familiar, but it was in the 80s at some point, and maybe in the late 70s, but it was when that kind of thing was coming up, it's like, you know, lyrics and how, uh, you know, they wanted to censor music, essentially. Um, and he went on there and they expected to be able to just like say whatever to him in aggressive ways <laughs> and of course that wasn't going to happen, you know. uh, He made them look like fools, it was pretty cool. Yeah. So have you guys, uh, you guys done uh, out of town shows? You toured it all? 
Not tour. Yeah. Not tour. We played in Lexington. We love Lexington. Uh, we're actually, we're Green Lantern. Uh, we're we're playing the Burl next the Thursday. The Burl. Oh, you're a, wow. Moving on up. Yeah, trying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're playing the Burl. We just played a place called Girls, Girls, Girls Burritos. Okay. It was cool. It's it's like a little tiny uh, like it's basically one room and there's like a wraparound bar and they have like really dope burritos and it like turns into like a bar more like a night yeah. scene at the uh, like towards the night. Um, but it's all ages still. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was really fun. Oh, yeah, played to like a packed room. And just, just really good reactions. Played, played with a band called Kill a Kaiju. Yeah. yeah. They are fucking... Yeah, you, Rob... You, you need to get a hold of those guys yeah. and check them out. For, for sure. sure. Kill a Kaiju. Uh, they're, they're our buds and they're really, really good. Yeah. So I was just curious, and this is, this is not just for the band, but actually you, Kenny, just by yourself. Um, because I was really impressed with the recording sounds. Do you do those yourself, or do you uh, hire any recording stuff? I do. Um, so a lot of my, like my solo stuff. There's one track uh, called "Shaken." Uh, that is actually produced by Devin Snelling of Elephant Path. Um, but the rest of my solo stuff is all self-recorded and mixed and mastered. Um, and then all of our new stuff, uh, KMGC. You know, all of this stuff is. Uh, live tracked um, so you know we do everything one take no d overdubs anything like that we overdub vocals just because the situation we're in we can't really record vocals it's not really one take though is it yeah yeah you got you guys do a great deal of it's, 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 it's like <laughs> oh yeah the, the one you get is is one yeah uh, so but it is it is all is live recorded yeah, yeah. and then yeah. I mix it down like with the help of these guys of course you know like I'm always sending files and you know we're all listening to it intently and putting our input in it's not just me or like this is how i'm going to mix it it's done you know it's very yeah. uh you know collective oh very cool um you guys um do a lot of improvisation or do you are you like skinner where you kind of play everything everything's kind of like a template where you, you know you always play it the same way every time we use we have the songs as framework, and within the songs, there's basically like sections that could be however long. You know, they could end up being you know 20, 30 minutes at a time if that is what it calls for. But we always have like you know things that bring us back to those main ideas to go back into the songs, and you know we're really it's mostly improv. I'd say. 50 to 70 percent of our show is notes we've never played never played that, way, i think that's know? what dave was kind of telling me it's like watch these guys they listen to each other and uh you know they're you're, you're kind of like communicating with each other on stage you know and uh it, you know he, it's like an exploratory kind of thing for sure more that yeah that is all our time we have for now Thank you for listening to Undergroundopolis. Remember, we do this every Wednesday night, bringing you new and exciting artists every week. Be sure to hit up their websites and social media and stream or download their music. If you like this show, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, any streaming platform, and leave us a review as well. I'm your host, Rob Lyon, signing off.